0: What is going on, guys? Welcome to episode seven of the Kiel Pro Dynasty Show. I'm your host, Caleb, and today we are continuing our NFL draft coverage, breaking down the top running backs in this year's draft. Now, there's been a lot of talk about this running back class and how it's not that great, and tonight we'll try to decipher whether that chatter is true. But once again, we have two guests for draft coverage, first being a recurring guest in Dan Kleinhans. What's up, Dan? uh not much just looking forward to firing off some takes here yeah you had some interesting rankings that are a bit contrarian to the chalk we've been seeing out there but i know you're a big running back guy so i'm glad to have you on and a new uh member of the podcast crew here a dynasty champion a guy i always see in the dynasty nerds film room and that's michael andres how we doing mike
1: I'm good. Good. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. I'm looking forward to going over some takes that we got today after looking at our rankings and stuff like that, but it should be good. We got some good content to dive into. So
0: yeah, for sure. I'm glad to have you on. You were one of the people that reached out when the first pods, the pod first started up. So I had to make sure to get you on. Um, and yeah, you've been watching a lot on these guys. So I'm interested to hear your takes on dudes, but without further ado, let's get right into this. We have a lot to cover. So, Like the quarterback class, uh, me and my guests have made our own rankings of the running backs in this class, and I've averaged them out for our consensus ranking order for this evening, and at number one, we have a consensus pick, and that is Alabama running back Najee Harris, coming in at about 6'1", 230, had a great career at Alabama, four years where he racked up nearly uh, 1,500 yards this season on 251 carries, which comes out to about 5.8 a clip over 700 receiving yards um there's so much to say about this guy and why he's our top running back dan we talked about him over the summer and we had a comp you had a comp that uh, i thought was really interesting for him uh what was that player comparison and why is he our number one guy here yeah i'm a big fan of player comparisons i usually
2: have one for just about every player i watch sometimes i put more time into those comps than actually watching the player (laughs) Uh, my comp right off the bat with Najee was a guy I loved growing up, uh, Steven Jackson for the Rams. Um, I see a lot of the same skill set. Number one, just that violent running style. Uh, Steven Jackson, also that guy who gave you that rushing production and that receiving production. Really a complete back, and I just see that so much in Najee.
1: Endres? Yeah, I mean, Najee's just a great all-around back. Um, he's going to thrive if he lands on the right team. He's got great breakaway speed, and he can reach a second level. Um, he might have a little bit of struggle, like getting through the next level and breaking away, but he also struggles to make plays happen on his own. However, I think he's definitely the best running back in this class, and he's got the good size, and he's going to be a stud at the next level. Um, you you had the,
2: you, you kind of put him there that in the right spot, he's going to be a great running back, and I, I truly think that Najee Harris is, he's just such a complete back. He's He's a good pass catcher. Um, he's, he runs with power. He's he's a he's a good, not great athlete, but I just think he's so good at all the little things that he's. I'd be confident in him pretty much no matter where he lands. Fair yeah, enough. I think that's that's yeah. part of what makes him my RB one.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I uh I've been seeing a lot of spots and a lot of mocks that he goes to the Steelers that's probably one of my favorite landing spots for him but I agree with you guys I mean this guy can do it all he's agile for a guy who's 6'1 230 and honestly I think he's the best receiving back in this class we saw it time and time again where Mac Jones would kind of just toss it up to him like he was a receiver and he'd he'd go up and catch it he's got a large wingspan can go up and make plays and he looks natural doing it and then after the catch or while he's running he can make guys miss in the open field he's not just a a run you over type of back he can he can legit shake you out of your shoes at times uh takes him a little bit to get up to top speed we he didn't run that 40 uh so we don't know exactly what it would have looked like but you know probably in that four or five area but um yeah one of my favorite running backs to watch there is a little bit of a knock on him that he's an older prospect you know he was there for four years he's going to be 23 already but i think this is a guy like dan said you can just sort of plug and play right away at the nfl level and be an immediate contributor um and that on top of that if we're spending it for dynasty i've seen a lot of places in non superflex that he could be the number one pick for sure for sure top three pick but um and then super flex, early to mid first so yeah this is a this is a big time running back prospect out of this class
2: yeah i was just gonna say a little piece on the age um i think from an nfl perspective i don't see that being a huge knock on him um you know he's you're probably gonna bank on him for that first contract and then you know maybe move on from a dynasty perspective i guess it does have to worry you a little bit um by the time you get to that second contract you're looking at a guy that's 27 28 years old um, so, you got to kind of keep in mind potentially where that value is going to be once you hit that second contract.
0: Fair enough. I'd agree with that. Okay, RB2, we had a, a kind of a tie here actually with all the numbers. Averaged out, but we decided to go with the guy who had two second place votes here, and that's Travis Etienne, Clemson running back, coming in at 5'10, 2'15. He put up crazy numbers over four years at Clemson um, nearly 5,000 rushing yards, 70 rushing touchdowns, along with another 1,000 yards receiving. Um, Thought he might come out last year, decided to stay another year, and didn't have quite the numbers he did in 2019 with his yards per carry regressing from 7.8 to 5.4, but he still looked really good. Mike, you and I both have him as our RB2. What puts him there for you?
1: Uh, What puts Etienne at second for me is basically his comparisons to NFL players that I see now. I mean, whether you go off of, like, the Cam Akers-esque route or even, like, the contact balance, like Elvin Kamara, I think he has the absolute, one of the best opportunities in this class to be a stud at the next level. He's got the second gear, and he explodes through any openings that presents itself. Um, It might come as a surprise given his size, but he's really tough, and when he runs, he's able to get yards after contact in big chunks. Uh, He's a home run threat who has big play potential every time he touches the ball. Um, yeah, he's a violent runner. He's decent, but not great in pass protection. Uh, he's got good sp- speed and patience, and he's just a good receiver. I mean, all around, he's going to be a stud in the next level. I mean, he's got a good comparison in the NFL, and I see him being a big part of an of a offense in the future.
0: Dan, you have ETN a little lower than both of us at RB4, spoiler, but um, what are your thoughts on Travis Etienne? So it's not so much that I don't
2: like Travis. Like, a couple of things that I do like. Um, he answered any questions that we had about him, his impact in the past game um, over the last couple of years. Really has turned into a good receiver. Um, whenever you talk about Travis Etienne, the first thing that seems to always come up with people is just that speed. And and, and rightfully so. Like, it's definitely kind of the, the most obvious part of his game that jumps out. Um, he has the juice. I don't know if it's quite um, – People talk about it like I feel like when people talk about Travis Etienne, they almost talk about him like he's got that Chris Johnson speed and he's fast, but it's not that kind of fast. Um, Some of the things that worry me a little bit about his game is there's times where I feel like he's just running at the line of scrimmage for a guy with his his explosion and his speed. I I don't say this often about running backs, but I almost wish he'd bounce it more. Um, I feel like he can create more plays than he sometimes does. Um, I also sometimes feel like when he gets into the open field, it's almost like he doesn't have a plan, and he's just relying on that speed. Like, if someone takes a nice pursuit angle on him and gets gets there, I feel like they're going to tackle him.
0: Yeah, I agree with you both. Uh, some very good points here. Um, I agree with you, Dan, where you said, you know, everyone thinks of him as a burner, but I just think he's got very good speed, but he ran out four four five 4 at his pro day, which, I mean, you can take pro day numbers for what they were, but that's still not, like, like, big-time speed with what we've been hearing with him. Obviously, at 5'10", 215, you still love to see that. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, he's got he's got great acceleration. He's really improved as a receiver. He's he's really slippery out of the backfield, sort of like a Kamara, where he, he's not, like, going to run you over, but, like, he, he slips off tackles really well um he does struggle a bit in pass protection which he'll need to work on and then also uh he doesn't I feel like he doesn't have like the best field awareness where I feel like you kind of mentioned it Dan where he doesn't always have yeah, a plan of where, with I'm where I'm he's going and he'll like get hit by these blindside hits that aren't even blindside like it's sort of out of the this should be like in the corner of his eye where he just doesn't see guys and he just gets walloped um where a guy like Javante could maybe bounce off those hits uh Travis Etienne can't do that but I'm still a huge fan. You know, we've seen the production that he's put up over the years in Clemson. Uh, he's a year younger than uh, Najee. He's 22. Uh, the comparisons that he had through player player profiler were really good to see. Guys like DeAndre Swift, Kareem Hunt, also Sonny Michelle. But these are all, like, top top guys coming out of college and have been successful in the NFL so far. So I think he's a pretty safe bet at the next level, but I understand where you're coming from, Dan, with some of those issues. Also, just throwing in for Dynasty rookie drafts, he's probably right there with Najee for a lot of people, right behind him, um, early first kind of guy. So uh, it'll come down to maybe landing spots for these top guys, but uh, a top guy to acquire with your early firsts. Okay, number three, we have running back out of North Carolina, Javante Williams, coming in at 5'10", 2'12", had a breakout year in 2020, going for over 1,000 yards and 19 touchdowns. He's a guy who wasn't on my radar to start the season, but has just shot up draft boards, and now he's coming in at uh, our number three running back. Dan, he's your number two running back. Why do you like Javante Williams so much?
2: So he's not my RB1 in this class, but Javante is my favorite running back in this class. I just, I'm just i going to give one stat. Javante Williams broke 47% of the tackles that he <laughs> faced last year. The next closest running back is under 30%. Javante Williams, it was literally a coin flip on if a defender was actually going to be able to tackle him. <laughs> he just runs like such an absolute beast. Um, I think he's got some, I think he had, you know, him and Najee are both these really physical runners. I actually think Javante has a little bit more, um, of that burst than Najee does. I like how he hits holes and this is just a guy, I'll give him the ball 25 times a game and just let him punish a defense.
0: Andrews.
1: Yeah. I mean, Javante for me is probably one of the strongest backs in this class I mean, the way the dude runs is crazy. He finishes every single run with a lot of power. Uh, his leg strength is crazy. He's quick. He's strong. He's a good receiver out of the backfield. The only thing I have with him is that he lacks a little bit of that finishing speed to get away with runs sometimes on some plays. I noticed it. Um, he seems to play at one speed the entire time. Like he's really fast to the hole. He's fast through the hole and fast to finishing his runs with power. Um, he's going to be great at the next level if he lands on the right team. If he falls into a position where he can be a stud running back, a number one on a team, he'll be great. But I feel like if he doesn't, he'll land on a team where he's a, like, RB2 in a, not an RB2, but a 1B in a split backfield where he'll be more of a change of pace back. But he'll strive really well in change of pace opportunities. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel that he is one part away from being a really great running back in the nfl
0: yeah you guys both bring up some really good points um i i have like i have my three but i see still one of my favorite running backs in this class right there with etn in that second sort of tier for me the contact balance is amazing like you said dan that the broken tackle numbers are insane um He's got good patience and vision at times, and, and he shows that good burst. But I do agree with injuries where he sort of, you know, he has a good burst, but he's sort of a one-speed runner, doesn't have that extra gear to to take it to the next step. Um, and he was a little inconsistent in pass pro at times. I know he he left Sam Howell out to hang a couple times on film I watched. So, but he's got decent size to recover for that. Um, yeah, this is a guy where I feel like if he gets the volume on a team, he could be really successful. I compared him to a guy like Chris Carson, uh, who's just a, a vicious running back, um, and, and can make plays out of the backfield as a receiver as well. So, um, yeah, Javante Williams, um, in the, in this top three tier, we sort of have, uh, definitely a guy you should be looking for in the, in the middle of your or early to mid first in your dynasty drafts. All right. Now come the hot takes. Um well, we had a consensus so, well, sort of we we got to four and uh Kenneth Gainwell. Now, this is some of us might think there's a bit of a drop off from these top 3 to Gainwell, while some of us think he's firmly in that tier. Um so this guy's out of Memphis, 5'8", 201 opted out in 2020 for covid but the year before he had a big time season 1400 yards rushing with 13 touchdowns along with the receiving t- uh, threat of 610 yards receiving i was i was a big fan of his game when i was watching antonio gibson um the year before and i honestly thought gainwell was better than gibson so that kind of says a lot there um we, de- we didn't get to see him this past season but dan You've got him at running back two ahead of Travis Etienne. I haven't really seen this anywhere, to be honest. So, whoa, whoa, whoa.
2: Uh, RB3. Oh, RB3,
0: RB3. My bad. I almost got too excited. <laughs> but was... still, haven't really seen him ahead of um, Etienne anywhere. What do you have with Kenneth Gainwell here? All right. Well, he's my RB3. I do actually have him in my
2: second tier below Javante and Najee, right okay. in the second tier along with Etienne for me. Um... Him and Etienne are right there. I just did a little bit of soul searching, and Kenneth, I really just like Kenneth Gainwell as a player a little bit more than I like Etienne. This is a guy who is going to be an impact receiver in the NFL, not just as a running back, but as that wide receiver, putting him in, putting him in that and Kamara, uh, Aaron Jones, getting touches um, out wide. Um, even he, he lines up all over the field at Memphis. Uh, obviously, this is back to 2019. We haven't seen him in 2020. Uh, he's just going to be that true multi-use threat in the NFL. Uh, he's just incredibly slippery. Like he, he's not like your traditional shifty back. I don't, I don't feel like, but he's just so elusive and just slides off of tackles, spins off of tackles. Just I don't know. He's just he gets off of tackles, and I just love what he does um, in the open field um, as well as
0: at at the line of scrimmage. All right, Andres, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I have to. I completely agree with Dan on the receiving take. He's he's got some of the best receiving skills in this class. Um, he's fast. He runs rough, and to me, he looks like the most natural runner in this class. When I watch him on tape, he just looks like he is sprinting down a track the entire time. Uh, the way he, he the way he runs just strikes me as someone who looks fast when he runs. Um, he's got quick feet. Um, I'm a little concerned about his size, but at the same time for the role that he's going to be in in the NFL I think he'll do really well um just a comp that I have for him is someone like Naeem Hines I think he really stood out to me as like a a player that will share a similar similar role in the NFL yeah
0: I like that comp for Hines um Gainwell is a guy I've been pretty high on for a while now um Ever since I started, like I said, watching his film back in the day in 2019. And you see Memphis running backs have a history. I mean, they're kind of RBU. They had Antonio Gibson, Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard. And the thing with most of these guys, they're Swiss Army Knives. And that's ex- exactly what Kenneth Gangwell is. You They lined him out at receiver at times, and it worked. I mean, if you have a chance go watch his game against Tulsa where he had over 200 yards receiving. I mean, I was just amazed with what he was able to do. Like he's not the most technical receiver by any means, but he can go out there and make plays, which is just incredible for a running back, and that kind of answers, you know, maybe some of the size questions where maybe he's not getting a full workload of carries, but he can make an impact in in the passing game so well. Um, yeah, this is a guy I like a lot Dan, do you think this is more of a guy that's gonna be good for an NFL team rather than a fantasy team or best of both worlds with him?
2: I mean I think his fantasy outlook is gonna be comp- more than any of these other top four guys gonna be very dependent on his landing spot and how he's utilized mm-hmm. there. Um, size concerns he's over 200 pounds like I feel like he he can hold up um, He's not that far off a lot of the these top backs that we've seen. Uh, coming out previously. Um, I think he's going to bring a a huge impact to an NFL team. It's just we do see a little bit of uncertainty from a fantasy perspective. You know, he opted out of 2020. That brings questions. And then just what exact kind of role is he going to have with an NFL team also?
0: I'd say kind of in question. Yeah, I'd agree. The the landing spot's going to be big for him. I've seen him mostly going, you know, early, mid, late second round, in rookie drafts a good landing spot could get him into the back half of the first round i can see it or early second so definitely gotta watch um on draft day see where he goes all right on to our fifth running back we've got another north carolina running back this time michael carter coming in at 5'8, 201 another um i mean he's the same is that right is he the same size as kenneth gainwell i guess so um this is a he was the lightning to Javante's thunder at UNC. Averaged eight yards per carry this season, back-to-back thousand-yard um, seasons there at UNC. Uh, maybe a little undersized, but he showed so many flashes there. Um, I guess let's see here. We were all sort of in the same ballpark. I had him as the highest, so I'll, I'll take the lead here. Uh, what I like with him, he's such a fluid runner, like um, just out of the backfield and. He's very elusive. I posted some clips on Twitter today where he's just juking defenders out in the open field. He can do that. He's a good receiver. He's got decent contact bounds for a guy his size. Um, he sort of reminds me as a runner, as an Aaron Jones, where he's just sort of a slasher. And if he can get outside and break big plays off, you know, maybe he doesn't. He's not the biggest guy, but he can make plays. And that's sort of what I would like. That's the the, the ceiling of a guy like Michael Carter. Um, but he's not like the most physical runner. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to take a full workload in the backfield. I could definitely see him being like the. The one B in a in a in an offense. I kind of thought, you know, I kind of like to see him in Denver. They just lost Philip Lindsay. Um, they got Melvin Gordon there to just sort of take that second role and possibly take over the backfield. But interesting to see what you guys think about this guy. This was a pleasant surprise when I was watching film. Uh, Dan, you wanna you wanna follow up?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I think the things that you brought up is like his high points. Um, being good in the open field as a receiver. Um, those are all great things to his game. I do think he struggles with kind of some of your more traditional running back things um, like working between the tackles, um, his Mm -hmm. vision between the tackles and power between the tackles. I don't think is great. He really does strike me as kind of that, that number two, um, that guy you bring in on passing downs, that guy you get um, lined up out of the backfield potentially, although he did do most of his receiving work out of the backfield. Um, Very elusive. I agree with you there. I, him a little bit him and gainwell share a lot of traits um i just think what with what i see of him um actually running the ball especially between the tackles i see less of a chance that he'll get somewhat of that featured back roll and see his role more likely as kind of that passing down back i have him comped right now to a guy like duke johnson sure um, and i think we might see potentially
1: a, a similar career path
0: all right andrews your thoughts
1: Um, yeah, I basically pretty much agree with both of you on your takes. I mean, um, I think he needs to add a little bit of weight if he wants to be a part of a backfield. I mean, I like the idea of him taking over that Philip Lindsay role in Denver. I could definitely see him succeeding there. Um, I mean, he's fast, he's elusive, he's shifty. He's got good vision and, but he isn't that traditional style running back. He's more of a multi-cut runner with a burst of speed but he's not going to run through people or anything like that um i think at best he's a situational rotational back and he should do well in third down situations but other than that i just it'll be tough for him to like take over a primary position
0: yeah sure i agree with you guys um i think his best fit is that is that is as that one b um he tested all right. I think he ran around a late 4-4, early 4-5, which maybe isn't as fast as you'd want. But um, I think he'll carve out a really good role in the, at the NFL level. So on to number six. And this is a guy that um, really made himself some money at the end of this past season. And that's Trey Sermon out of Ohio State. Uh, coming in at six foot 215. Obviously, at the end of 2020, he went crazy. Over 300 yards rushing against Northwestern, almost 200 against Clemson. Are we buying the, the late-season hype on Trey Sermon? Um, what do you think, Andres?
1: Um, It's tough. I know the late-season hype is pretty much what has him here in my rankings. I know he was a lot lower, but over the course of me watching his film and digging into him a little more, he's slowly moved his way up. Um, don't get me wrong. He, he like On film, he seems to be a pretty good player. He's powerful. I mean, he runs through tackles. Uh, his defenders are bouncing off of him all the time. I mean, he's got good short area of quickness and he can make people miss. But at the same time, he just lacks things here and there that I see other players have. That I just don't know if he'll ever be that next that next big thing. If you ask me, he like he lacks lacks the speed and quickness to turn the corner which I think is a very important piece to being a good back in the next level.
0: All right, Dan.
2: Yeah. I don't disagree with any of that. I was actually, I watched him, he was at Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Oklahoma a few mm-hmm. years ago. And I remember watching him there cause he was a pretty big name, pretty big recruit there. And he was like this super lean, lanky guy. I thought, and I really just interesting to see how his games evolved because he's really developed into this power back. He's put on a lot of good weight in my opinion. Um, that late season hype, you know, that, that 300 yard game or whatever it was against Clemson late in the season, like obviously that that that's driving a lot of this. Um, but at the same time, he transferred. He was new to the offense and he was hurt earlier in the year and not 100%. So it's like you kind of bring some of those things in. It's like maybe this end of the season Trey Sermon is the Trey Sermon uh, that we're going to see going forward. So, yeah, maybe we're riding some of that high. But um, he, looked like a, he looks like a good back to me. I like his vision. I like the physicality he runs with. He's a good enough athlete. Um, and while I agree, I don't really see him as like he's going to come in and just like steal a job necessarily. Um, I could definitely see him being serviceable um, in like an RB1 role. I could see him carrying the load um, probably a little bit more likely than some of these guys we've talked about earlier, like uh, Michael Carter.
0: Sure. I, yeah, I guess I'm a little lower on Sermon from where I'm looking at our rankings here. I have him at eight in mind. Um, Obviously, what he did at the end was pretty great to see. He wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for that. And I agree. I sort of followed his career a little bit, too. And he's he's improved the strength. He fights through arm tackles. Uh, loves to jump over guys. But the, I don't see, I just see him as like a serv- serviceable running back at the next level. I don't see him sort of taking over a backfield or anything. Um, He doesn't. Like, he doesn't have that extra gear. Like, he's got good bursts, but he ran, what, a, a four six one 6 at his pro day. Not great. Um, and I think, you know, he might be a nice 1-2 down kind of guy, but he's he's not that natural of a pass catcher. So this is a guy I just – it's pretty much situation-dependent for me if, I, if I'm going to be taking him higher because I just don't really see, you know, big fantasy upside. I think he could be a solid NFL player, but – I'm just not quite as high, as, high on him as uh, maybe you guys are. Um, all right, on to number seven. We've got a Mississippi State running back, and that's Kylan Hill. 5'11", 214. He had an interesting 2020 season, so he he opted out after three games where he was actually used more as, as a receiver than a running back. He had a 15-catch game and a 150-yard receiving game over that stretch where he was getting like single-digit carries. But if we go back to 2019, he he had just 18 catches total, but 1,300 yards rushing. So this is a guy that um, he's sort of been slowly climbing up my board, and I know Mike's as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on Kylan Hill? You have him the highest out of all of us.
1: Uh, Kylan Hill, this guy's been climbing my boards consistently since I started watching film on him. I mean, he's one of those guys where you watch him on film And you just fall in love with him. He's got good size. He's big enough to manage a workload at the next level. He's explosive. He's patient. He's a north and south runner. I mean, he tested at four or five speed, which isn't great, but it's not bad. He's still fast. And I mean, if anything, he's really explosive. Um, He's pretty, he's really good in blitz pickup and he's a decent receiver. I mean, he showed that before coming into the season with the 18 catches, but I mean, he can do it all. He's not going to he's not the fastest but he'll be a guy that can manage a workload as an RB1 at the next level and I'm really excited to see what he can do. Damn.
2: I guess I'm just really not on the same page as Kylan Hill. Um I just I, I like some of the skills, just not in love with the traits. I feel like some of the ways he was used at M or sorry, Mississippi State uh didn't quite match like his actual skill set, like he was used quite a bit as a receiver this year. You talked about that 15 catch game. I didn't think he looked particularly natural at it. He, he didn't look super comfortable doing that to me. So it was just a weird. He was a weird watch for me. A little bit disjointed between what I saw as like his actual skill set versus how he was used and what he did. Um, I don't think he's overly fast. He, he's not overly fast. I don't think he's particularly explosive. Um, there's some times where it's like he'll make make guys miss in space and it looks really impressive. Uh, but then I, I, I don't know, I just look back and I almost feel like sometimes he's making uh, cuts that are are typically easy for a back, he'll look harder, and it then ends up looking more impressive. I Interesting. don't know if that makes sense. It's just yeah, like, it I feel like good. his feet are yeah. average at best, and it's like, he'll do something that looks really impressive, but it, to me it almost looks like it only looks impressive because he's working really hard to do it. That's so
0: that's so sort of like uh, Zach Wilson when he's making a flashy play. Like it looks more than it is possibly. I kind of, I kind of get that. Um, I get
1: where you're coming from there.
0: All right. And then
2: also, like, I don't know. He he runs with some pretty good power, but I also feel like he doesn't like outright break a lot of tackles. Like he'll he'll always consistently fall forward, but I feel like he's not just outright breaking tackles and gaining additional yards. Um, like a lot of additional yards after contact. So I okay. see some good things. But it's just, I also just don't feel like the ceiling is very high for him.
0: Yeah, um, I'm, I agree with both of you. I'm sort of in the middle here. Um, he He's a lot. A lot of fun to watch. I don't know if you had it. there's a difference between watching his 2020 film and his 2019 film, and if you go back and watch 2019, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Like, him, he was used more as a running back, and obviously this season more as a receiver, and that's probably why he didn't look as natural, because he only had the 18 catches in 2019, so something he was working on. Uh, But he's just such a twitchy runner. Um, He's he's so quick. He's got these jump cuts that he loves to string together, and he can get skinny, get upfield. Um, which is what I really love about him. Um, and he's able to dodge defenders who penetrate in the backfield. So when these when his offensive linemen fail him, he's able to make a quick cut, cut up field where other running backs are maybe stonewalled for a one yard loss. He can at least pick up a couple yards there, which is pretty big. And um, he was improving as a receiver, he was being utilized more. Uh, doesn't have the breakaway speed, that's true. He's he's more of like a quick juice guy, and he's not that physical of a runner. I'd also agree. I don't see him. I see him probably not as a. He's not gonna work well as a goal line back. He's gonna need someone else there to take that role. But um, I guess it's this is one of those guys who maybe I think will be better at the as an NFL player than a fantasy player, just because um, I, I don't know if he, he can completely take over that running back role, but. Um, I'm excited to watch even a little bit more of him because he's he's a guy the more I watch, the more I like. But, um, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see where he lands. Um, there hasn't been a ton of hype about him. There's, honestly, he's kind of been a little bit quieter on Twitter from what I've seen. But uh, a good landing spot could, could do him a lot. And, uh, yeah, uh, fun player to watch. All right, on to eight. And oh, how the mighty have fallen. We've got Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State. 6 foot 208 and rewind the clocks 2019 he has this unbelievable sophomore year over 2000 yards rushing 21 touchdowns it's looking like he's he's a second round pick maybe late first but he decides to come back and it it just all went wrong this year he he averaged 6.4 yards per carry the year before that regressed to 4.7 he had just over 600 yards and five touchdowns um, I'll start here. I'm, I'm still the highest out of all of us on Chuba. And most of that is going back to what I saw in 2019. So it's a mix. I'll go through the traits that I saw then. We saw elite patience as a runner, uh, great vision, finding holes, and then even it being able to make defenders miss with quick cuts in space. He's a big north south runner, runs hard. Um, he did need to protect the football better. That was still a thing. But um, all these traits I list are are like down a tier from what I saw this year like everything across the board has regressed for some reason I know he was maybe playing a little hurt but he he almost felt like a different player um and basically why I have him a little bit higher still is because um I'm not as high as some of these guys on some of these running backs in this range and I'd rather bet on a guy like Chuba returning to 2019 form than drafting them so um, yeah, it, he's an interesting player. He, in hindsight, he probably should have came out last season. But Dan, what do you think?
2: I, I agree with all of that. It's like the, not the same player we saw in 2020 as we saw in 2019. Like he still shows flashes of that, that vision, um, an ability to hit the hole that I saw in 2019 that I liked. But to me, this season, it almost just seemed like he wasn't that interested in playing football. Mm-hmm. That's just what it felt like to me. I know he had some clashes with his head coach um this year with like some uh maybe some insensitive comments. I don't know if that played into it. Uh, but he just he just didn't look he didn't look hungry this year. He had that huge season last year, and then just he just I don't know. it, it concerns me a lot um to have to see this huge fluctuation in, in production. Uh, and as well as just like what you see on the tape. And it, it's really
1: scaring me off at you, but it's here.
0: Mm-hmm. Andrews.
1: Yeah. I I got to go with what Dan said here, the, the just the fluctuation in production kind of scared me away and pushed him down my rankings. I mean, overall, will he get back to his 2019 form? I'm not sure. Could he? Yeah, maybe. But even if he did, what would that look like at the next level? Cause I don't know if he'll get back to completely being like that. It's just tough for me in this situation. I mean, he has his concerns, but I get what you're saying too on why you like him. It's just, it's tough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, if it was based off, if my grade right now is based off just his film from this year, he'd be, he'd be lower with where you guys are. But, um, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that he'll come back and, you know, I sort of, I saw in player Pro- profiler, his, his number one comparison athletically was Tevin Coleman. And then got me thinking, you know, if this guy falls to the 49ers in round three or four, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a big bump in, in ADP in rookie drafts. I'd have to believe. I feel like, uh, Shanahan could maybe get him back to his old ways, but, uh, that you're hope you're hoping for a lot when you're drafting a guy like Chuba Hubbard um we're just gonna have to see where he goes in the nfl and uh see see what it looks like but this is more just throwing a dart sort of and hoping um hoping you hit the lottery all right on to running back number nine we've got ramondre stevenson out of oklahoma this guy came in at 511 231 which is a little bit smaller than what he was listed which is crazy because he's a big dude so not a ton of production over his career with this guy just over a thousand yards rushing But he turned heads over the last part of the season. He averaged 6.6 yards per carry and had a a 186-yard rushing performance in the Cotton Bowl against Florida. So I talked about him as a nice pick for the Steelers in an earlier podcast. Um, This is the biggest running back, um, size-wise, pretty much, that we'll be talking about here tonight. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on Ramondre Stevenson?
2: I think he's an interesting player. Um, I know he came in at like the 231 or 232 at his pro day. Um, I'm really hoping that he was playing higher than that because it did look like during the season he was carrying a lot of bad weight. So I kind of hope he's shed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was listed around 250, I believe, and it definitely looked more like that Eddie Lacy China Food 250 than the <laughs> oh, AJ geez. Dillon ripped 250. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like if he did slim down a little bit, get down to that 231. Um, I think that could really help his game because he already has some pretty nice feet for a guy his size. Um, you know, he's a shot to me. He's a he's a big guy. You know, nice nice in that bruising role. And I guess I have him, I guess decently high in my rankings just because I do see it likely that he'll carve out a role. I feel like it's it's safe in my opinion. He's pretty safe to expect to carve out some sort of role in the NFL. I just don't know how significant that role is going to be.
0: Okay. Uh, injuries
1: yeah I agree I mean he might carve out some kind of role but I'm, I don't know what kind of role it'll be if if it really matters I mean he's a big guy uh, he's got he's got good vision and he's a tough runner as he should be with the size that he has um, in some ways he's got some short area quickness and he uses his blocks really well that's one thing I noticed on film but yeah I don't know there's just some concerns on what kind of role he'll carve out in the nfl yeah
0: um I, this is a guy i i like watching on film you know i was surprised when i watched him seeing what he was listed at and how how nimble he was as a runner you, you talked about that short area quickness uh he's got soft hands out of the backfield as well so he's got a lot going for him and you know it was interesting uh, as 40 times are coming in um, stevenson i think he ran a four six four and then I saw people were writing him off. He was like, Yep, yeah, that's what I expected. Like, yeah, I want nothing to do with this guy. But Sermon ran a four six one and it gets like glossed over. So um I don't know, a little biased there, I feel like. Uh Stevenson's twelve 12- pounds heavier too so I think he's he's a little faster than people want to talk about he's got decent burst but uh that was kind of my soapbox for those two Oklahoma running backs I have Stevenson higher uh but yeah I this was the guy I said I'd love to see him on the Steelers have him be the Thunder and Anthony McFarlane the Lightning um I don't know if he'll take over backfield but um he's got he's got enough that I saw where you know this is worth a um third round rookie draft kind of third fourth round rookie draft like maybe maybe he's worth a pick there okay on to number 10 and we have khalil herbert from virginia tech 5 9 two, 10. uh this guy sort of burst onto the scene this season he spent four years at kansas didn't do a do a whole lot there and then he comes to va tech has his first thousand yard season. Uh, he's obviously a bit of an older prospect as a fifth year, but Dan, you are pretty high on Herbert. What are your thoughts on this guy?
2: Yeah, I actually have Herbert as my uh, RB six, kind of in that third, uh, fourth tier for me. Actually, um, I see this. I think he's a guy that could could start in the NFL. Maybe not be like a, one of those super high impact backs, but things that I love about him, I absolutely love his vision. Um, the way he sees the line of scrimmage, specifically, I think he'd fit great in a zone-heavy scheme. He find he sees those cutback lanes and he just fires through them. Um, he accelerates. He's not overly sudden in his acceleration. But I think he just moves incredibly fluidly and and gets up to top speed pretty quick. He's got some long speed. A little bit of a slasher to me. Um, kind of com- I have him comp to like a Lamar Miller type. Okay. Um, I think he's got good. I just I like the vision. I like how how patient he will be waiting for that hole to develop, but then how quickly he'll hit it once it's there. Um, and I think he has. He's not like he's not Travis Etienne fast, but he's not that far behind. Um, and I think really he he can definitely carry a load
1: uh, in the NFL. All
0: right, Mike, what do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean I agree wholeheartedly with Dan on this one. Khalil Herbert's one of the guys that's slowly working his way up my rankings I haven't gotten to watch a lot of film on him but the little bit that I have just has my eyes popping out of my head like what Dan said about how he has great vision and patience I see that totally and then right when he notices a hole he's got that burst to get through it into it and this dude's got the juice he's going to be climbing up my rankings for sure
0: Yeah, um, I have the same thing at the top of my list. Great vision, and that's something you want to take to the next level. I think that will really help him. Uh, He's so compact. He's thickly built, 5'9", 210, um, so he's not an easy guy to take down. He's got solid balance. Um, Yeah, and he looked okay in in pass pro, too. I don't know if he's – I think he ran a 4'5 at his pro days, so nothing crazy, but it's like solid speed for for his size, and – yeah, I I really don't know what to expect of this guy at the next level, really for fantasy terms. I've seen him going late third, early fourth in most rookie drafts, but um I, I don't I don't know if I see I don't see him taking over a backfield in my opinion. I think he's a solid like maybe one A one B kind of guy, but uh, an intriguing prospect nonetheless. All right. On to number 11, and we've got an Oregon State running back, Jamar Jefferson. He is coming in at 5'9", 216. And this is a guy that the early breakout age people love. He had over a 1,000 yards rushing as a freshman. He regressed a bit in 2019, but bounced back in 2020, having his highest yards per carry at 6.5. I tweeted it out today where with Jamar, he just seems like this uh, he he's he's average at like there's no standout trait with Jamar Jefferson like he's got solid burst he's got pretty good speed but he, he's not very physical he doesn't fall forward for yards and I just don't have anything I can hang his hat he can hang his hat on to be like we we got to draft this guy and in the in the pro day I mean um if you look at that graphic I tweeted out it's like bottom everything like for his workout grade was very low like Below twentieth percentile, which doesn't, you know, you don't want to read into it too much, but it he doesn't have. I think he ran like a four six something, so that doesn't really have that speed. Some people were talking about, but uh, do either of you want to try and sell me on Jamar Jefferson, or are we still sort of in the the same boat here?
2: I am not going to try to sell you on Jamar. Jefferson. <laughs> okay.
0: A lot of I the same know, things that
2: we said about Herbert, uh, or, yeah, with his vision. I think you can say about Jamar. I think he's a good college player. I just don't think he has the athleticism or the juice to be successful
1: in the NFL. Yeah, and I juice? mean, I I agree with that. I mean, I might challenge you a little bit. I think he's a physical runner for his size. I mean, okay. for the size that he is, he runs pretty tough. And I mean, but he's not big enough to be like a visible physical runner. Like he's not just going to bully people around because he's just simply not big enough. But other than that, I I agree with what you said.
0: Yeah, I think I. So I'm looking at the numbers on Player Profiler, and he's actually now he's listed at 5'10", 206. So he gets a little taller, and a little lighter. Um, yeah, I I don't know if there's much to say. There were there were some real Mar Jefferson stands out there who were like taking them second round rookie drafts, and I just I just don't see it. And I think after the workout, I think he's going to drop a little bit. He's going to need a nice landing spot to really grab my attention, because right now I'm just not seeing it. I want to share uh, my comp. Oh, go for it.
2: Okay, so I gave Khalil Herbert uh, a Lamar Miller comp, and I gave uh, Jamar Jefferson a thirty-one-year-old Lamar Miller comp.
0: Oh. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, I gotta see it honestly. <laughs> All right, well, glowing reviews from us on Jamar Jefferson. Uh, on, on to number twelve. We're we're kind of getting into that area where. You know, I think we kind of hit a tear break in our, our rankings here. We're like we're you know at 10 with her Khalil Herbert, we're like, you know, we could see something here, but we're getting down to the area where you're really you're really just picking around here hoping for the best. But how about this guy at 13 or 12 actually, Elijah Mitchell, uh, out of Louisiana Lafayette, uh 5'10, 201, uh 3000 career rushing yards with 41 touchdowns. So, uh, I mean, he's got a had a nice career, but what are your thoughts on him, Dan? Anything we, we should be looking at with him?
2: Ah, Elijah Mitchell was a weird watch for me. He had that really good 40 time at his pro day. I think he came in at like a 4-3-2 at his pro day, and I found a quote for him saying uh, that his plan was just to run a 4-4, be in the 4-4s, but I kept speaking the 4-3s into existence, and then it just kind of happened. <laughs> so it's like this is a guy that thought. I was just hoping running the four fours and he comes in at a four three two on his pro day. It's just the and it, that four three two definitely does not show up uh, in his film. He's really more of yeah. a power runner to me. I don't know. He feels like a pretty one dimensional back to me. Got some decent vi- vision, runs with some decent power. Doesn't have that speed that he tested at in my opinion. Um, not a bad player, just kind of the same, th- kind of similar to Jamar. Just not a lot to hang your hat
1: on.
0: Yeah, injuries.
1: Yeah, I agree. Nothing really to hang your hat on. Um, he's, I mean, he's fast, but I wouldn't say it translates to game speed necessarily. The four three, mm-hmm. um, he he can turn it upfield. I mean, he's a decent pass catcher, but nothing that a team's gonna hang their hat on. I don't think.
0: Yeah, I I really wanted to like him after seeing his workout numbers um, across the board for good 40 yard dash good speed score burst agility it just where is it on film like I, I went in and watched not, today I'm like god I should be yeah. missing something but it's it I just don't see it uh, if you want to bank on someone with athletic upside I, I'd try Mitchell but I just didn't really see it on film where it's like um it's gonna make an impact at the next level big time
1: he's a guy that'll probably get some draft day hype because of this 40 time. But I still don't see it translating to success in the NFL necessarily.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, on to running back 13. We've got Jarrett Patterson out of Buffalo uh, coming in at 5'6", 195. Um, had a had a really good season. 1,000 yards rushing, 19 touchdowns, 7.6 yards per carry. Had some insane rushing games. What do you have, like a 7 or 8 touchdown game in there? Uh, why is this guy not higher in our rankings? I'll go okay he's, he's small
2: yeah he's slow he's not really physical uh and yet somehow he rips off chunk plays on a regular basis Jarrett patterson is one of the weirdest running backs i've ever watched <laughs> i do not understand him i don't know how he does the things that he does it's like he does no, absolutely nothing impressive and then he's 70 yards downfield. And
1: I don't understand it. Uh, Mike? Yeah, I completely agree. This this dude, he has no burst whatsoever. But somehow he manages to just flow with defenses down the field. And next thing you know, he's breaking off big runs. I I don't understand.
2: I have never seen more... The whole one-speed player thing, Jared Patterson yes. literally defines that to me.
1: Yeah, wholeheartedly <laughs> never, yes, mo- that
2: is. never picks up speed. <laughs> the speed he starts running at is the speed he runs the entire time.
1: <laughs> that is so true.
0: He also gets the Distinguished uh, Turd-in-His-Pants Award from Tim Bertram, like Keyshawn Vaughn <laughs> last year. The guy, the guy runs like he, uh, that's self-explanatory. He was kind of be, he was like gonna be like my Keyshawn Vaughn like don't draft this guy award for this year. But I think everyone's already on to it where he's not gonna be getting that much hype. Maybe it'll take like a a really nice landing spot to get him in there. But yeah, I don't, I just don't see it. Like he doesn't move well um doesn't block well he had zero catches this season zero catches <laughs> um so and when he came in at five six i'm like what are we looking at here i feel bad we'll say him, but
2: <laughs> he was absolutely robbed in that Kent state game he had all those rushing yards he had the eight rushing <laughs> touchdowns carrying the load all day and then head coach they're in position to score that ninth touchdown set the ncaa record and he gets freaking benched
1: i was so pissed yeah that was that was brutal
0: messed up that would have been the highlight of his collegiate and nfl career so uh yeah Jarrett patterson um that's that's the story on him and how about i mean i'm looking at what we have left here we're we're going to have a string of small running backs here, boys. We got Puka Williams at 14, out of Kansas, coming in at 5'9", 170. Um, I mean, th- there's a threshold I like to look at for BMI for receivers, and it's 26. And this guy's a running back, and he's under that. Like, I, I the thing, I, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in 2018, 2019, this year was weird. I mean, he only had 51 carries for 196 yards and two touchdowns. I kind of like the 2019 tape. He was actually fun to watch. He showed he's got elite quickness, great burst, good speed. And he was solid as a receiver. But at 170, can we expect anything at, like this? Like, you don't want to look into it too much. But at 170, I just don't see it translating to the next level.
2: I mean, where's the where's the track record for guys that size having success? are <laughs> like your Darren Sproles, your Tariq Cohen. And he's really just a completely different skill set than those guys. Like He really is more of a traditional running back in the way they mm-hmm. utilize him and his skill set. And it's just, we haven't seen a guy like this. I like some of the things that he does. I just wish he weighed 200 pounds. <laughs> I also have a Fuka Williams fun fact. He has no toes on his right foot. <laughs>
1: what? Wait, what? It
2: no a awesome to lawnmower
1: accident. <laughs> no way. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: I've never this.
1: heard this. <laughs>
0: I think what he could do with 30 more pounds and five more toes, this guy could be a problem at the next level. Andrews <laughs> got balance. Else?
1: I don't, I don't know, know, know how he balances, but I mean, 2018 and 2019, he was a thousand yard rusher, but become 2020, he only played four games, but he was only at, he only averaged 3.8 yards a carry. I mean, compared to 2018 when it was seven and 2019 when it was five, I mean that kind of worries me a little bit but yeah the 170 pounds is really what gets it for me um he's he's good at finding a cutback lane i'll give him that based mm-hmm. on his film but i mean the 170 is just too small yeah i'm
0: i'm hopeful for him because the film is fun from 2019 it's just tough to project a guy with this size to be successful at the next level but um i i hope he does it because it'd be a great story he's all right Good.
2: i just don't think he's quite good enough to be an outlier
0: Sure, fair enough. Well, last guy, um, number 15 in our rankings, coming in at 5'9", 183, Javion Hawkins from Louisville. 2019 had 1,500 yards rushing, didn't have quite that kind of season this year, but he increased his yards per carry from 5.8 to 6.2. Um, I, I don't want to keep giving this guy free press, but Chris Sims had him as like, his RB2, I'm pretty sure. Um, so either we're way off or something here, but, um, injuries, what do you you got? Or actually, you didn't even have a ranking for Javen Hawkins, did you?
1: I didn't because I just don't see it at all. I mean, okay. <laughs> having him at number two in your rankings has to be something for clicks. Like that's yeah. pretty much all it is. Like, yeah, I mean, there's just nothing really about him that like gets me. I mean, he was a playmaker, but. I don't know he caught 21 passes in college total like yeah it's just not there for me damn yeah uh, he is
2: just so freaking slim runs with absolutely no power he just I don't know a comp is a slow McCole Hardman playing running back. <laughs> <laughs> what a, yeah, I don't even much. know what else to do with him. Like, is that the great uh, he's, he's, <laughs> uh, he's not a running back. He's got a little bit of juice, but he's not good at running the ball, and he's not a good pass catcher. So, like, w- what is there?
0: Yeah, he's pretty much all he has that he's pretty fast, and he should be at 5'9", 183. We'll, uh, we'll give him some jet sweeps. Yep, yep. Uh, he, he's a liability pass protection he's not a physical runner um maybe some team could find some way to use his speed but um yeah i'm out on Javin hawkins too this is a guy that had some pe- people talking but um i think when he weighed in at 183 that kind of waved that off as well so yeah these last few guys honestly like i said after pretty much Khalil herbert i i think we're all kind of off off board with most of them especially these last three but um that's the that's the top 15. So um, we've got a couple of sleepers from you guys. Uh, we'll start with Dan. This is a guy that's been getting a little hype. Uh, Chris Evans, what can you tell us about this running back?
2: Yeah, Chris Evans, uh, not Captain America, uh, running back from Michigan. Um, I have him above quite a few of these guys that we just talked about. Uh, he missed all of 2019 to academic ineligibility, um and then only got like 20 carries this last year kind of felt like michigan just kind of moved on for it from him um, going back you got to go back all the way to like 2018 2017 to watch some tape um he's a pretty big back with a little bit of juice he runs the really low center of gravity um nice contact balance decent burst um like some of his vision when he's pressing the line of scrimmage um do sometimes wish he would get upfield a little bit quicker um, but if you go check out like some of his testing numbers from Michigan's Pro Day, um, he's right up there with any back in the class. He's a good athlete, big guy. Um, I like what I see back in that 2018 film. Obviously, we, it's hard to have any expectations because it, it's 2021 now. Um, but I, I like what I see. If he gets a little bit of draft capital, possibly even like a 6th, 7th round pick, I mean, I'm not saying I expect a lot, but he's a guy I'm keeping in the back of my mind.
0: Okay, yeah, I've, I've been hearing a lot about him, so he's definitely on my watch list. Andries, um, you've got a guy here, Larry Roundtree. What can you tell us about him?
1: Yeah, Larry Roundtree actually caught my eye last year when I was, well, I, before that, actually. What He came to mind when I was actually watching Drew Locke. I know I might get ripped apart for it, but I am a fan of Drew Locke. I was a fan of Drew Locke in college. <laughs> I mean, he just tore it up. And I'll stand by that guy forever. But Larry Roundtree is a guy that I kind of picked up on um, while watching Drew Locke. I mean, he's a good-sized running back. He can run between the tackles. Um, 5'10", 215. I think he weighed in at 216 at the Senior Bowl this year. Um, He follows blocks everywhere that he can go. And, I mean, he's tough to bring down. I think he'll be a decent running back at the next level if he can find the right role. But it depends where he gets drafted. He's just like a late sleeper guy that someone to keep your eye on going forward.
0: All right. Uh, I'll throw one more out there for sleepers. I've got Jared Dokes from Cincinnati. He comes in at 5'11", 228. Um, had a pretty nice, I mean, for his size, it should translate to the next level well. He ran a 4.58, which is pretty good for that. Had a really nice burst score, speed score. So um soaring some athleticism. I liked what I saw on tape there in Cincinnati. He's a really physical runner, and he's he's got good vision, good burst. He doesn't have the uh, the best speed, but like I said, late four or five so his size, not bad. And he's got really good hands too. He was like making one-handed grabs out there in Cincy. So um, he's got the size. He's he's got um, he doesn't have great production, but I saw the traits in that guy warrior. I, I feel like he could do something at the next level. So, Jarek Dokes out of Cincinnati, someone to watch. And th- that's a wrap. Guys, we did it all in right about an hour. So, uh, um, any any lasting thoughts? We, we kind of covered this class. Do we do we think it's, you know, it's as bad as what Twitter is making it out to be? Is, is there some things to look at here? Or um, what are our thoughts? Dan, I'll let you start. You got a
2: lot of different flavors of guys at the top. Um, I think if you're looking for a power back, you're gonna find you can gonna find a productive player with a Najee Harris, a Javante Williams, even a Trey Sermon. Um, if you're looking for a slasher, I think you can get that too. Um, your Travis Etienne's, your Kenneth Gainwells, your Khalil Herberts. Um, I don't think it's a super top-heavy class. Um, I don't like it as much as last year's draft, for example. That was obviously a great draft. It's honestly it's a slower class. Not a lot of these guys yeah, are yeah. particularly fast. Um, You got some guys with some nice vision and you got some good power backs, some good receiving backs, but it's just from an athletic standpoint, it's kind of an
0: underwhelming class. All right. Uh, Andries, any lasting thoughts?
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a top heavy class because simply because I don't think that there isn't like a standout guy. Like no one, there's every running back in this class has some sort of flaw or something that keeps him from being a like perfect guy um I mean besides from Najee I mean he's gonna be a stud I think that's my biggest takeaway from anything (laughs) that I've looked at this year is when he told when he was quoted saying I think Todd McShay can kick my can kiss my ass and I mean I I love that I love that about his character and I mean the whole thing with him driving to his pro day just to be there for his teammates even though he wasn't um wasn't necessarily participating I think says a lot about him so he's definitely my top guy and after that you can go any direction you can get anything that you're really looking for but I agree with Dan it's not the it's not the draft class that it was last year.
0: Yeah I'm looking at these top three guys I feel like Najee's kind of clear cut for me but between Etienne and Javante landing spot could dictate that um, and then really the less, less of these guys as well, outside of maybe Gainwell I like a little more, um, it's going to come down to where they go in the draft, I think is going to dictate a lot of it. I'm seeing, you know, we'll probably have three guys in rookie da- drafts go first round, um, maybe Gainwell late late first, early second, and then after that it's kind of just pick your poise in mid-second, third um, and honestly, this fourth round guys, I'm kind of out on like Hawkins, Patterson. Um, I'd rather just pick up, um, receivers, which this is a deeper receiver class that we'll talk about next time. Or if you're an IDP, just take a flyer out there. Cause I just don't really see many of these running backs getting the opportunity to, to be that next big thing. But, um, thanks for coming on guys. Wow. We, we covered 15, well, actually 18 players in just over an hour um i'm I'm glad dan could make it back on and Andries, uh thanks for hopping on for the first time make sure to have you on again um but yeah uh thanks everyone for tuning in the quarterback episode is doing really well already our most played episode on the show so um obviously you guys like draft season uh, the draft content we're putting out here so i'm gonna continue that with the wide receiver episode that should come out next week so as always thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll catch you next time